0: fight. We don't have to kill. Everybody in the wide world really just needs to chill. No, we don't have to bust. No, no, no. We don't have to fight. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode 76. And for this one, not only do we have a great returning guest who's a very funny man and a good friend, but we also got to try out our first ever remote podcast, which was a lot of fun. Before we get into it, though, I want to remind you if you're watching on YouTube and you would prefer audio only, you can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and other places like that. If you're listening to me on one of those, though, and you didn't realize that there was a visual side to this show, then please come check it out here on YouTube. If you decide to come over to YouTube, I would really appreciate it if you would consider hitting that subscribe button. You don't have to, but it does really mean a lot to me. I love making this show and I love connecting with new viewers and listeners. So if you've supported me in any way or you're just jumping in right now, thanks so much for checking it out. Finally, if you want to hit me up, maybe you've got a cool guest idea or some general feedback about the show, you can send me an email at justchillpodcasting at gmail.com. And while you're doing that, let me know if you have any interest in one of these hollow stickers with our show's logo, and I will mail you one free of charge. Back to this episode, I had such a fun time hanging out with the one and only magnificent Mr. Michael Lifshitz, which I'm realizing now makes him sound like he's a magician or something. But no, he's a very funny comedian who, if you've watched my show for a long time, You might remember he was on episode three almost three years ago, I think we recorded that close to. And uh, even back then, he kind of got screwed because our equipment wasn't what it is now, but we had it still a decent setup. And for whatever reason, when he came back for episode three, something was going on and it was really subpar audio. He was gracious and he still did the interview, but I always felt like I I have to have him back on. So now we've come leaps and bounds in the audio department. And uh, I said, let's get him back in here. But unfortunately, Michael's hip issues have now advanced to a point where the stairs to the podcast studio were no longer an option. So we took our Rodecaster Pro, which is what we use uh, to record the audio stuff here and Luckily, it's such a cool little unit that you can just bring it a couple mics, a couple headphones, you're good to go. I think you can do 60 hours of audio on it. This is not a plug for Rode, by the way, but if they want to send me free shit, go ahead. Um, anyway, so it was very cool to be able to test out those components, but also just being able to catch up with Michael, talk to him about the pandemic, uh, about now being able to come out of the pandemic where he can finally start performing a lot more again. And he actually has a one man show coming up at the fringe festival where he's going to be recording a comedy album, just so many good things for Michael. And I was so happy to hear it and so happy to hang out with him. So I really, really hope you guys enjoy this chat as much as I did okay well normally i do a whole intro but that'll already be added on afterwards so let's just jump into it uh our guest today my guest today is uh the wonderful michael lifshitz hey oliver thank you for having me how have you been man it's been ages since we've done something like this
1: yeah i know the the, uh, the pandemic i feel like everybody i meet i was like oh my god i'm for ages yeah i know it
0: feels like a lifetime
1: yeah it uh because last time we spoke was And never mind the podcast, I think last time I saw you was before the
0: pandemic. (laughs) Ah, I might have seen you at a comedy show, or you weren't really going to a lot of comedy shows, though, during the pandemic, you couldn't.
1: I wasn't, right? Because until Yucks became accessible, I wasn't really going.
0: I I know I have like, Messenger chatted with you a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you came on the podcast, it was the third episode ever, uh, and it was 2019, I want to say, like, September or October or something like that? Is that right? Probably. Maybe August, I don't know.
1: It's... It definitely was pre-winter because I remember mm-hmm. it rained, which is why. Yeah, I remember you lent me a towel that I finally. Yeah, just he finally today. brought the towel back. That's I hilarious. finally gave you back the towel uh, in a nice little gift bag. I tell you, well, after two years, I figured maybe he won't realize it's the same towel. I don't think I actually bought him a gift. (laughs) Uh, I didn't care about the towel that
0: much, but I still think it's hilarious that you brought it.
1: Uh, It's been sitting in my car, so I'm like, one of these days I'll drop it off.
0: To explain a little further, last time you came to the studio uh, and you left your chair outside and we didn't think it was going to rain, and then it ended up getting rained on. So that's where the towel came in. But uh, I do appreciate getting it back. And last time you were able to come into the studio, you had your cane and you came down the stairs this time it's not so much because I understand that during, since I've seen you last, you had an operation that sort of made that.
1: I, so they didn't actually have an operation. Oh, you didn't. Just my, so part of the disability was, um, it was what's called. So the, for those who missed the first one, <laughs> uh, it's a condition called multiple congenital musculoskeletal abnormalities, which is a long way of saying that things, certain, Abnormalities with my skeleton happened. Yeah. So part of it is what's called hip dysplasia. So I had no hip sockets. So my hips were actually constructed
0: from birth, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I had no hip sockets, and they made hip sockets. That's crazy. Was uh, I like to say? Not only did I play with Lego, I was Lego. You just kind of snap it together. Um, <laughs> or like an
0: action figure or whatever, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. The, the Lego figurines that you like snap the legs on, yep. I always identified with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they so they constructed kips. So the plan was that the kips were supposed to last me till I finished school. Uh, and I'm now 40, I'm going to be 47 in September. So I haven't figured out if my if I'm on borrowed time, yeah, you got or, some extra mileage uh, out of that. Extra mileage or my doctor <laughs> just thought I was an idiot and it would take me this long to finish school. I'm not sure which one <laughs> I'd like to believe the first one. Uh, so yeah, so th- basically my hip, um, as we were going. So th- basically people th- thought it seemed kind of sudden, but like I had been deteriorating, uh, over the years. Like if you, remember when i was at Yuckex, like when i first came to ottawa i would go back and forth go to the green room go wherever and then slowly i started moving less and less around yuck X. yeah so the by the end i would sit on the bench by the door instead of going to the green room because i'm like okay yeah I, or i'd leave my jacket Simplify. on the bench so i could get it on the way out uh so i could do less steps uh so the stairs became more and more of an issue and now Uh, like basically when I'm out of, in my apartment, I walk with a walker. Um,
0: so the pain just got extra unbearable.
1: Yeah. Like basically the, the joint is completely worn out. Um, so like I, so here's what's interesting. Our healthcare system, we basically have, um, so I asked my family, the amount of weights is just phenomenal. Like I, I asked my doctor to go to a hip specialist and he referred me to a joint replacement clinic and i i go i get a virtual appointment with the physio and she goes i don't understand your x-rays because so like my x-rays the hips because they were constructed didn't look normal like my right hip look honest to god looks more like a shoulder than a hip
0: crazy uh, so what do they make the the fake hips out of do you know uh, well
1: it's, they just take bones and put it together oh, okay like whatever is there uh, they just kind of try whatever you have they kind of try to make it happen Mm. um so the physio said you should see the hip specialist i'm like yeah that's what i asked for
0: uh sorry when you're saying they constructed with bone are you saying bones from other parts of your body or like donor bones
1: like like what was it uh, what was they just kind of rework they reworked what was there to try and make something resembling a hip right okay uh and they also did that with my right knee so um like they took kind of there's two big bones there's two bones the tibia and the fibula yep i was missing the tibia so they took the fibula and made it into a shorter knee joint oh, so wow. that i would have some sort of functioning knee
0: um, I think you might've touched on some of this last time around, but I, I might have.
1: I, I know I said abnormalities. I don't know if I went in detail. Well,
0: yeah, that's the thing I couldn't remember exactly what we talked about either, but uh, I knew that some further developments had happened <laughs> since so, then.
1: So like the, basically the hip is completely worn out. So like the, the physio said, okay, well I need to assess you before we go, we send you to the doctor. Should I go to the physio? Oh, and she goes, yeah, your hip doesn't move much. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I asked to see a hip specialist. Cause like, here's the thing: it, so, it, the physio, then the doctor, all of them said your hip doesn't move much. And I'm like, okay, that was why I came to see you. What are we gonna do about it? Yeah, they're
0: giving you a Um
1: Like what? It, I'm like, okay, I get the, cause so like my thing was where the frustration was. I'm like, okay, realistically, you. It's not internal medicine, like it's not something that you're trying to tell me what's going on inside. I'm painfully aware. Yeah, that my hip doesn't. Yeah, move. you're living it every day. I'm willing to bet most people watch me walk. you hip that, like a kid on the street, probably could tell yeah. that my hip doesn't move well. So that was a little first thing. And then what was funny was I asked my doctor, "Could I have? Um, uh, would physio help?" And he's like, yeah, that probably would help. I can write you a prescription for that. And I'm like, okay, why am I the one coming up with the solution? Yeah, really? <laughs> like, the, and I actually was laughing because I'm like, when I saw the physio, instead of just punching my card and going, yeah, your hip doesn't work. How about coming up with, well, let's try and do some physio. So physio has helped a bit. Uh, cortisone helps manage the pain. The challenge with cortisone is that it lasts is good for three months. Uh, mm. But with our healthcare system, I'm now on six. I, I they ordered two in December. I'm still waiting for an appointment. Never mind oh, actually brutal. getting it done.
0: This is like a shot.
1: Uh, yeah. So they basically they inject cortisone into the joint, um, which is surprisingly less painful than you would actually think. Because I was all nervous when I went, and by the end I'm like, that's it. Give I'm me, like, yeah, give me some more. <laughs> I would have done that sooner. Um, so yeah, so I'm waiting. I have a follow up doctor's appointment in June, so I'm waiting to see. I'm basically going to go see the doctor before I get the treatment, probably. Crazy. Uh, which is weird. Um, so yeah, I think I'm probably going to opt for surgery uh, and say okay, let's. Because it's they're like it's up to you, but it's more risky. And so the goal is that basically that surgery would last. Uh, they would replace it with an artificial hip and it would last the rest of my life. So that's why they're trying to wait as long as possible. I'm like, okay, realistically, I, I think we're, the way I use a hip, I think we're getting pretty close to the point where it'll last the rest of my yeah. uh, life. And I'm like, okay, well, there's also a thing of quality of life. Like, exactly, I, yeah. I, like, I don't, I'm not able to drive anymore so oh, like, i was
0: gonna ask you that because you used to be super self-sufficient with your cause van because
1: i drive with my left foot and so my left hip is the one that's bad oh, no. so when i went to the physio she actually goes you know your right hip looks better uh than the left one now and i'm like okay when the hip that looks like a shoulder
0: is, <laughs> is good your good hip.
1: <laughs> that's not a good sign that explains a lot of the problems i'm having yeah uh so yeah i my joke was, uh, basically, I'm going to eat three times a week. I'll eat uh, a stick of butter wrapped in bacon, and then I'll be sure I won't at lastly yet. High cholesterol <laughs> diet. That's my Slow suicide. Slow suicide, yeah. There you go. High cholesterol.
0: Well, because it would have been great. I mean, obviously, uh, I thought, wow, we've upgraded so much uh, with our tech and all that, and the studios. Everything's better than it was when you came originally. That It would have been so awesome to have you come down there. But, of course, now the stairs are, are an issue. So... I thought, and last time, of course, anyone who checked it out will remember that the audio we were having all these issues, and you the, made, the audio was disabled. Yeah, you made a joke about the audio being disabled in good spirits. Um, so this time around, the least I could do was bring our now mobile audio setup and get the the good voice quality for you at least. But now the video is a little bit disabled because we don't have our three camera setup. So yeah. Hey, we came to you. It's the best we, we, can we do. We,
1: we do what we we work with what we got. That's, this is the first that's remote. Been the one motto one we've done. of my life: uh, work with what you got. <laughs>
0: well, honestly, man, that's one of the things I love about you the most. Is you for all the challenges you've had to face. You're more of a positive person than a lot of people that I know. Like, you, you always seem to look at the cup half full, and at least in our interactions, you know? Whereas a lot of people... The cup
1: is actually half full. No, <laughs> okay,
0: uh, he's poor, For anyone listening, he's got a coffee.
1: Oh, okay, there you go. I, I forgot. I know, I it took me a while to like, get my
0: head around that. Like, some people only listen, so, you know. Yeah. But I'm doing something stupid to the camera there. i got to explain it. <laughs> um, well, welcome back either way, even if Thank it's uh, not totally in the studio and all that. But... Um, we, so we talked a little bit about how was your pandemic, but I, I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit more what your coping strategies were because you already deal with more isolating situations than the average person, just being someone who lives with a disability. Um, so I can only imagine the pandemic was kind of doubling down on all that. Like, did you have any specific coping strategies during the pandemic? Uh,
1: so uh, I actually did end up in therapy <laughs> for a few months. Uh, so that was That's one coping why tra- be in uh, strategy. Because uh, so... Just to add to the pandemic, there was dealing with the fact the hip uh, had went, and the uncertainty about what that is, yeah, and what that looks like. Like I'm like, okay, am I gonna? Am I ever gonna be able to drive again? Because uh, driving, to a large degree, is uh, freedom for me, right? Cause yeah, it affords I, you independence. because yeah. otherwise, I'm. stuck. I mean, there's bus, uh, but bus you have to worry like depending on where you're taking the bus to how accessible is it when you get off the bus and then are you gonna ha- wheeling to wherever you're going is that accessible yeah. uh are, are the sidewalks accessible like so these much are all stuff things you have to think about right? tons of people
0: don't think about it oh um, i know i never thought about that stuff until you and me became friends and now i look at a lot of those things very differently
1: and, and then there's like Paris Transpo, so you can take Paris but that adds on to the trip because you have to schedule in advance. And like, if you don't know the sounds with Paris Transpo, with there, there's a group arguing about that now is you have to schedule a day in advance. So like, if, like, if I was coming to you to do the, um, podcast, I, I don't necessarily know when it ends. Right. Mm. So I have to
0: yeah the pickup time would be yeah really, the pickup yeah. time
1: is super challenging right uh so there's that so there's uh, the question not only are, that but that you, you right. have just
0: as much the right as anyone else to not enjoy public transit <laughs> just for having to be around a bunch of random fuckers you know like,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I honestly i don't mind the pu- public transport that much because i find like going to a show i open a bunch and but I during can just covid it was machine.
0: not ideal right to be right
1: right exactly so so the I actually didn't take public chat like basically my pandemic was going across the street to the shopping center mm. uh my mom lives uh in the same complex in the other building so th- that's nice so i can see her you had someone close at um least, yeah. a lot a lot of it was zoom right like mm. so our Toastmasters. i'm part of a toastmaster chapter so i at least had my weekly meeting that we did on zoom so i at least saw people or connecting with friends on zoom uh so like i remember the first so we had planned a games night in March, and then of course it got canceled because of COVID. um and then we did we're like well you know what let's at least do it on zoom so kind of um we did a lot of uh, movie watching and on zoom uh um, you stayed connected though it sounds like that's yeah, the, the most important and the, thing and i think comedy shows on zoom i know there's been a debate about Zoom comedy. Is it a real comedy? Yeah. Is it
0: really comedy? If there's no audience and.
1: Um, it's hard without an audience, but if you can get a little bit of an audience in there, it, it's, I'd say it's better than nothing. Yeah. Some uh,
0: shows were doing that where people would be like allowed to have their mics on, but yeah. you're generally obviously not supposed to heckle or anything. It's just yeah, to yeah. hear the laughter.
1: Yeah. it. Uh, so the, what we, what I found, cause so I had been doing, this was the excellent timing I had The week uh i started a show at a restaurant here in Kobe. yeah yeah with the idea about having an accessible venue so it was an accessible venue and it was an accessible show and our first show bi-weekly show was march 3rd 2020 which was terrible (laughs) timing to start a show because of course and i remember the next show we're like okay you know what so we started on a wednesday and then we were going to move to a tuesday or well, maybe it was Tuesday and we are going to move it yeah. to Wednesday, either or. And we said, okay, you know what, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, you know what, let's err on the side of caution, we'll cancel, and then we'll move the the Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it was, was April 1st. So we had this marketing, brilliant marketing idea that we're going to say April 1st, it's no joke, <laughs> it's not our April Fool's prank, we're going to do our show. Uh, and then of course it got shut down, so we moved collaborative comedy online, which gave me at least that outlet that I could still do comedy. So that that was fun. You guys it,
0: did have some uh, in-person shows at different points during the pandemic. Yeah, so we,
1: we were online, then we were offline. Yeah. Uh, we were online, then we went in person, then online. And it got to the point that I actually on my website kept two, say, two pages, the live one, and because I got tired of changing and remembering what to say about the lie. Yeah. And so I had like the online, <laughs> and the well, live That's a person. very different uh, ball game. Um, yeah. Because it was, just, so the goal was to be accessible in, t- in every avenue. So we even had uh, some shows where we had ASL interpretation. Oh, cool. So if someone was hearing impaired. I've been learning um, ASL actually. I
0: talked about it once or twice on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just for fun cool. with my son.
1: Yeah. It, uh, um, so yeah. so. T- there was that which was a good outlet because one thing I will say was really tough for me, uh, and this isn't anyone's fault or I don't begrudge anyone. As things opened up and everyone was posting, "Hey guys, I'm finally back doing live shows," I couldn't do that because right? yeah. the live shows. Uh, so at the time, Yuck X was not accessible. It was live on Elgin or something right? um, at the time. Well, so at first it was. So, was the,
0: the restaurant downtown? At, at first it was. Um, the top level one there, yeah. What's uh, the it called? The Italian one.
1: So I was excited because at first, uh, when they opened, in the first time they reopened during the pandemic, they were at Lagos, which was accessible. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. So I was Dazzle super Lake, excited yeah.
1: about that. I even had a weekend booked. Um, and I was going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the Saturday they had a wedding. So the Saturday got cut. Mm. and then Doug Ford announced Friday at midnight. We're shutting back down. So I, I basically got to do the Thursday. show, just a tease, like, yeah, yeah. basically it was. Talk, talk about um, <laughs> I, a mental health fuck, yeah. if I could call it that. You just get to um, dip your toes and then Yeah, it's like you get one show just to remember how awesome it is to perform live. <laughs> yeah. And then it's yanked away from you. And then, of but, course.
0: I mean, I know not every venue was accessible, but yeah. still, big up to Howie for being so. Keep adapting every freaking yeah, couple yeah. weeks. He kept finding a new I, venue.
1: I got to give it to Yuck kids. So, uh, Lagos, uh, they moved. And a shout out to Howard and uh, Yaka Yuck because so when everyone was saying they were back up, mm-hmm. I, I I basically reached out to um, Harry and uh, Chris, uh, and I told them like guys, I want you to know why I'm not asking for spots. This mm-hmm. is what happened. I can't do stairs anymore. And within a I'd say twenty minutes, both Harry and Chris emailed, and we started talking about how i don't worry we're gonna find a way and um so originally, yucks was still at the same location so harry and dan Shield actually had me come for the finale of the 2020 contest because mm. uh, so the tradition was always that the finale uh would have the winner from the previous year uh, okay. do a set right uh, so whoever won the previous the year, so a passion on the torch. So they actually had so four guys carried me down on a chair, so that I could come very pharaoh esque and uh, sit. <laughs> uh, and I'm not a light guy, so hats off to them.
0: <laughs> right on. Uh, so that was guys, live on Elgin, though, right?
1: Uh, no, that was I. Uh, yeah. So when they first reopened, they were still on Elgin, right?
0: Oh, okay, that's true. So it was it's the, the second Yikes reopening.
1: One. So. Th- they actually brought me down uh, and Chris had started talking to me about, okay, well, I want to do shows with you, so let's figure it out. And that's where, um, so we had done one show and we're actually doing another show on May 20th at Copri. the, the horrible dark shows that they, oh do. Yeah, yeah, uh, dark and dirty comedy. Right. Yeah. So he reached out and was like, let's do a show. Okay. Kobe, so kind of like you did today like okay we can't you can't come to the club we're going to bring the club to yeah. you and we did it that's so much people like you <laughs> um, no so I, I mean I appreciate that I, no of course that yeah. was very really touching and how, uh, how he did say about how can we find a remote place like could we do remote shows then maybe what? however frequently we would do um, shows at um, um, at an accessible location, and um, so and then Howie did give me a weekend when uh they moved to Lagos and it was accessible. Um,
0: but now, like, I saw you posted recently that you've got a bunch of stuff coming up, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so. The, well, so. The way i so Yuck is now fully accessible, right? Yeah, they're at the hotel. Down um. to the, they're at the hotel, down to the point that they actually break out a ramp. So they literally roll out the red carpet, although the <laughs> ramp is more of a Peasley carpet. But Whatever. they get the point, <laughs> right? The color of the carpet is not important. So I actually can get the wheels there on the stage. Oh, nice. So whenever I do a show, they break out the ramp. And we did do a, um, uh, for International Day of T- how he did on the Thursday night, a show where I did a preview of the Fringe show that I know we're going to get to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But a preview of the one-man show I was playing to do. Uh, So, um, and the way I found out that Yux was moving to the hotel is actually how he very excitedly sent me a Facebook message, did you see the post? And then I went to look at the group, because I think, and this is kind of the the way I... um, you, you talked about how I coped during the pandemic. I at one point I actually turned off the notifications from all the comedy groups, cause I'm like, you know what? I don't want to hear what spots I can yeah. do. Cause it's just way too frustrating just rubbing it in your
0: face. Yeah, not that,
1: not rubbing it in. And I don't, I don't begrudge anyone being able to do live comedy, but it is hard where you share a passion, uh, like I love doing standup from the first time I was on stage that's my outlet. Like if I'm stressed, there's just something phenomenal about shutting your brain off from whatever you think you uh, either going and watching or going and getting on stage and making people laugh. That's what yeah. I cause love at them. certain
0: points you couldn't even go watch the shows uh, or it would have been difficult. Right.
1: Uh, so I just love, um, and I think it's partially cause, so I do, I don't talk about it that much, but I, I do have, like i know you said i have a positive attitude that's partially i'm just a really good actor like i'm i'm human right well, so of course, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna have my i mean i talk about it, but i'm gonna have my days where i'm super frustrated yeah and depressed and whatever so comedy is my out i know what it's like to feel shitty so that's why I think. I yeah, liked, I didn't mean to imply like that you're have, some
0: like no, no, sunshine lollipops no, all the time, but no, no, no. I meant comparatively speaking to yeah, the, yeah, the stuff I, that I, other I, people have to deal with. Like other people, people
1: go, oh, you're always happy. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a really good actor. No, but th- you know what? There's um, Robin Williams that said, uh, or someone said it about Robin Williams. He knew what it was to feel... Shitty. So that's why he liked making people laugh because mm. he knew what it was like to feel bad. So th- I, that really resonated with me because, yeah. to me, there's no better feeling than you work on a joke, and you get laughs. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's like seeing your baby go off and take their first steps. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Is the first steps of the joke uh and this is not to be little, but
0: helping parents. people escape from their problems for a little bit yeah. too, like you were saying like yeah it uh, imparting joy on people
1: i mean one of my greatest skills was i did once did a show and there was a guy a guy who had uh, very severe cerebral palsy uh and to the point that a friend of mine who was his uh um support worker asked his mom to bring him to the show because he thought he'd like it and i mean he was just dying of laughter uh, at my jokes and it made me feel good because it was. I, well, he can I, relate a little more than the average yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like making fun of because I I like this so like my jokes are not entirely making fun of the disability, but making fun of what people think about people with disabilities. Yeah, misconceptions um, and stuff. Which people uh, obviously people with disabilities can relate a little bit more. Yeah. Um but I still think that people without a disability can still appreciate. uh, Oh, of course,
0: and you're doing another thing too, which I think is important, which is people without a disability, you're making them feel comfortable talking about it and learning about it. Whereas a lot of people tiptoe around stuff that makes them feel uncomfortable because, oh, well, disabilities, I don't know what that's like. That sounds very, you know, challenging and people just try to shy away from that and just ignore it. But you're you're putting it in their face. Like, here I am, yeah. let's talk about it, you know? And I think deep down that, that is what people want. They want to talk about the stuff that feels a little bit off limits to them, you know?
1: It, um. So there was a, the Mike Ward case, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, some news outlets asked me to comment because they're like, "Oh, a com- comedian
0: yeah. and disabled. Um, you know about this, Dad, before we... Uh, well, just for the listeners, too, there was a comedian, French comedian, and he made... Uh, I, it, I take it he was kind of a dark comic to begin with, but he made a not-so-tasteful joke about uh, a boy who was somewhat well-known for... He had some, a lot of problems.
1: I believe the Genetic disability was Stratford's Collins Syndrome, okay. which uh, affected his hearing and um, his... His, His visual facial was a features? Bit,
0: yeah. It was, you know, low-hanging fruit for him to pick on the kid, but it went to court and all that because of the fact that they were trying to sue him or, or fine him for making the joke, and then the whole argument was like, well, where do we draw the line with comedy and free speech and all of that? But, I, yeah, that's interesting. They came to you, obviously, because you're a comic and you have a disability, so it was kind of like perfect right in the crosshairs of what they wanted.
1: So what I found funny about the thing was that a lot of people... Who were criticizing Mike Ward, I bet would be the same people who if they saw me at an event or something would be uncomfortable to talk to me. And that's what cracked me off. Like, Mm. there was one guy who commented on CBC. And I remember, um, he wrote, you should not be making fun of the sick. And I'm, and I commented, I'm like, how did you know I had a cold because <laughs> a disability is not an illness. Yeah, like exactly. I, it's not something I need to be cured from. Yeah. Um, and there's, a, there's actually a whole, uh, which is probably, we, I don't, I don't want to go too much into detail on it, but there's a whole movement. So the there's a whole question about, should you say person with disability or disabled person and mm. a lot of people with disabilities say disabled person cause they don't see a disability as a bad thing.
0: Oh, interesting! Uh, I thought it was going to go the other way.
1: Yeah, it, uh, So I kind of see both
0: arguments. Cause person with a disability, you're putting the person first, right? And, disabled person. I wonder if we right. talked about this last time.
1: I, I, I don't know. So like for the longest time I was like, yeah, I get the person with the disability, disability cause I, I don't know if I told the story, but when I was in Vancouver, there was someone who I was at a restaurant, and the hostess told the person, the waiter, there's just this couple, and then the wheelchair. You did tell me this. Yeah, okay, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. The wheelchair. Yeah, and, I,
0: wheelchair, like yeah, you weren't even and I'm like,
1: B. and I said to her, I'm like, do I get to go in with the wheelchair? Because <laughs> I'm kind of hungry, um, <laughs> but it's okay. I got back at them because when the bill came, I'm like. I took off and go. Sorry, the wheelchair doesn't have his wallet. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't I'm know, kidding. I that, did not but... do that. I did not do that. It so, would super, have served him right. Uh, but I, and then I remember Hopefully being. Hopefully, you didn't su- give a good tip at least. Super excited. Uh, well, the waiter was <laughs> nice, right? So I, I felt ah, for the waiter. Shit, and I did yeah. speak to the waiter. Uh, and I did explain to them the point, like you made yeah, one.
0: It was insensitive.
1: For um, sure. But um, the, uh, the, I was amazed because at night i was taking a bus to go to a show and i got off and the, the bus driver when he opened the door told the people to wait he goes there's a person in a wheelchair and i've never been so excited to be called a person mm. um, which seems weird no i, I completely understand it, um, but last night so uh for the fringe festival they do a lot in terms of accessibility and we actually had a whole workshop last night on access and the access coordinator was saying that she chooses to use disabled person because it's kind of taking the disabled word back and that mm. why shouldn't we say disabled? It's not a bad thing. It, it right? shouldn't be this
0: taboo word. Um, yeah.
1: And it shouldn't be, which I kind of see, I, so I, I I'm like, that's it's, an sort of the, it's
0: sort of the same argument that you see with the N-word with the, right. you know, in the hip-hop right. and, and stuff right. like that. I sound so white. In the hip-hop, uh, <laughs> the magazine. No, uh, but it's the same kind of deal, right? Is like, I, I kind of agree, I guess, if you guys wanted to say it, but I shouldn't be able to say it. It should it, be like it, your it, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The D-word, Yeah, yeah. We'll and it, that's
1: you know? the, uh, and then, so, this, so it's an interesting question, because I kind I of see both sides of the equation, but I, I find it funny when people get offended like i've had people tell me that my jokes are bad and poor taste and i'm like Mm. okay you're telling a guy in a wheelchair (laughs) and these are able-bodied people yeah i'm like okay you know 47 years in, i kind of get i don't really think i need to be told how i should feel about my disability it's kind of how i feel when (laughs) when
0: a dude tries to tell a woman how she should feel about getting an abortion it's like Exactly. It doesn't really pertain to you. I mean, exactly. I guess if you're the father, you have some, you know, you should be able to weigh in, I guess. But in general, if you're talking to some random person trying to say abortion is bad, like, well, you're not even a woman. Like, how do you even, Anyways, or, yeah, yeah. not to go down, my dad I had something to say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was just uh, thinking while Michael was talking there about people with specific disabilities, because some of it, I think is just the ease of using language. when, I grew up in Brantford where there's the school for the blind, right? Mm. And so you'd see people out as they would learn how to cope with their disability, but, uh, it would be a blind person. It wouldn't be a person with blindness. Mm. You know, it'd be a deaf person, not a a, a person who can't hear. It's just easier to say deaf person. But yeah, we also used to say
0: handicapped and I'm glad that kind of, well, sure, sure. But I, I, it's just, or like you know, people used to use the word retarded for yeah. people with mental disabilities, yeah. you know, and and so we've grown a lot. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some of it is just is easier, I suppose, to just language wise. I get what you're saying. I
2: think people will always go to what's easiest just to say. Yeah, but that's, because, that doesn't
0: make it right necessarily, though. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So, so here's my take on so there was actually a government booklet put out in 2006, and I'm not making this up. This was put out by the uh, Human Resource and Skill Development Canada on proper terminology. Okay. And it was that. So for example, a blind person, you supposed to say person with a visual impairment, Okay. Uh, or, or a deaf person was person with a hearing impairment. Um, and there was a whole book about terminology. And I used to do a joke that uh, it was interesting, because I went from being an amputee. Who could not get on the metro in montreal to a person with an amputation who could not get in to the metro in montreal which begs the question instead of paying money for the booklet could they have paid money for elevators <laughs> yeah. so like sometimes i feel like the i mean words do matter uh but i also feel like sometimes instead of what terminology um instead of focusing on the terminology let's not make a nice label for a shitty attitude like for example whether a girl says he's handicapped uh, michael's handicapped so i can't go out with him or uh, michael's a person with a disability so i can't go out with him either way my sex life is gonna shock <laughs> uh, so
0: um, I get the point you're making, though, so, that, Like it's, it's intent versus um, you, know, you could have the best words, but you could still be an asshole about like,
1: it. I'll be honest, I've actually used, sometimes I will use the word retarded, but it's not for intellectually disabled. No. It's usually in reference to something the government does, because <laughs> <Does, laughs> there's intellectually disabled and then there's government policy <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I mean there's there's even retarded in the other meaning of just like if something's been the opposite of expediated it would be to retard something you know right. like the slowing down the process of something but I mean we used to say gaylord was just something for a, a nice happy dude so things change sometimes for the best
2: I think that's where retarded came yeah. from probably yeah right? it was it was, it slow, was slower, slower. Yeah. that's right yeah. but
0: we have to understand that when a large group of people are all saying this offends us and they are the people that it's being used towards, that's when you need to back off and exactly, let the times
1: exactly. change, you know? Exactly. Times change and also things get appropriated for a certain purpose. So for example, the swastika that everyone was freaking out at the rallies, there was a swastika flag, which obviously As is terrible. As they should be, yeah. And I, I'm i Jewish, I'm the grandson of Holocaust survivors, oh, wow. so I'll agree that swastika, bad sign, but swastika <laughs> originally was, uh, I believe, an Egyptian symbol uh, from it was ancient Indian. times.
2: Indian,
0: and I think the, Hindu or something, Yeah, right? uh, yeah. A Hindu. But symbol. it was the other the, way. The, the, there was counter-clockwise so it
1: used to mean something else. Yeah, it was a symbol of peace, I think. But yeah. now, well, it actually meant something completely opposite of what it's come to mean. But
0: and Hitler perverted it. We've
1: yeah. all agreed that choice, because it's become associated with
0: sometimes there's no going back yeah, you can't, we're not taking back the swastika
2: <laughs> you
1: can't really take back the swastika um that's so like um things get things get perverted right? that's
0: like the i don't know if you have you ever seen clerks too I, they kind of I make a joke I'm, on all that because uh the one guy randall he uh he's trying to take back the term porch monkeys because <laughs> according to him his grandmother used to use it as a term of endearment and like, oh, it's just it's just a term for lazy people. And that's the whole joke there is he's trying to take it back. And they're like, you can't take it back. Like, yeah. We're not taking it back. At a certain point, I think it would pass taking things the back. The funniest part about that too is uh, Wanda Sykes comes in with her husband or her, her character or whatever, and they see he's got porch monkeys for life on the back of his, his work uniform. They're at a burger shop or whatever. And the funniest part to me is she starts going off on him and the husband just wants the food (laughs) and he's just like no honey because they're like we'll give you all your food for free i'm so sorry he's like i don't want that shit and then the husband's like honey you can't taste racism and he stays calm the whole time until she's like we're getting out of here and they don't get the food and that's when he loses his shit oh it's a good good movie but it was sort of along the same lines you know some things you can't take them back um well, because I don't want to forget to get into this stuff, um, I do want to talk about your show at the Fringe Festival, yeah. which is coming up in June. You're doing six performances. I saw yep. over like an 11 day period. Yep. And the last two are going to be recorded for your comedy album debut. Right.
1: That's
0: so right. what can you tell me anything else that I didn't just cover there?
1: So it's called speech from the throne, uh, living with a disability in Canada. And it's basically uh, my experience. It's living. Uh, so with a disability, we're also going to touch. So I grew up in Quebec. Okay. So the the, uh, the connection is that I, I do a joke about how I think my disability makes me a better person uh, because I know what it's... like. And the joke is that I grew up as a disabled Anglo-Jew in Quebec. So I'd be friends with anyone because I just want people to like me. Uh, like I'm always a minority group, right? Uh, so it's really looking, my experience is going up. We're going to touch on language. Uh, so this is a
0: mix of old and new material you've kind of just work at all uh, old and
1: new uh, and some I've brought back that people haven't necessarily because usually I do like five, ten minutes. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that outside of a show focused on disability, I don't really get to do. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of different stuff. And a lot How of long it is this one is an stuff. hour. Or? It's a it's an hour show.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big step from ten minutes to an hour. So yeah,
1: so it's, it's going to be um, and I've and I'm still working on coming up on i, I am, i'm debating about kind of having two slightly different versions of the show and then that way you have more content to pick from Edited for the album. yeah i think that's pretty par um, for the course uh but uh yeah it's basically living with a disability in canada so the graphic uh is actually um we basically took the wheelchair and transposed it on the throne in the house of commons yeah And you have
0: like a crown on your head or something. Um, uh, So I have a Mountie hat. Oh, Mountie hat. I'm
1: like, how Canadian could I look? So I got, (laughs) I went out and bought a mountain hat, uh, a Mountie hat with a Team Canada hockey jersey. Because I figured nothing says Canada, like a Team Canada hockey jersey. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, so what's interesting, so the, the idea of speech from the throne. So I used to call it rolling everywhere with laughter. And it was like a little guy in a wheelchair and a person on the floor, rolling with laughter. And when so originally the Fringe show was supposed to be in twenty twenty, but obviously that got cancelled, like the rest of our lives for the last two years. Yeah, exactly. So originally they the the first Fringe workshop I went to back in twenty twenty, the organizer said you got to. You need something to help you stand out. So I'm like, okay, a wheel, like, as a general rule for everybody, something to stand out so people will want to come see your show. So I'm like, okay. So I came up with the idea of the wheels, speech from the throne. I take on, in politics, they do a speech from the throne. And the fun fact is, originally, the idea was that I was going to take that picture and put it on the door of a bathroom. So literally, oh. it's peaceful in the no. <laughs> nice. but then my face became too small and the graphic kind of lost its meaning. So I dropped the toilet part, um, <laughs> but I was a little disappointed because yeah, I had be it good. all planned out. Uh, the, actually, so we did the photo shoot here at Carlingwood shopping center and there's a family, wa- at the time I thought they forgot the disabled symbol, but then I realized that's a family washroom. That's why there was no disabled uh, symbol. Okay. Okay. Uh, So I was going to actually stick the disabled on the the picture of me on the throne in the wheelchair. Uh, Fortunately, I have friends who are good at Photoshop, uh, but it became too small. So I'm like, okay.
0: Carlingwood, we should say for anyone who's actually in Ottawa, uh, Carlingwood Shopping Center is where Cobre is, where you do those collaborative comedy shows. So if anyone wants to come check that out on May 20th, you said?
1: May 20th, we're doing the... It's like an improv uh, style
0: show, right? You told me about this a couple of so, times. I almost so did one of them. So
1: collaborative comedy was an improv show. We're not doing collaborative comedy anymore. Oh, this is the dark uh, I'm actually yeah. going to be bringing it on. I'm Eventually, I plan to bring it on to Twitch. Oh, cool. Right uh, on. But that would be a great time for it. To figure out all the logistics of that and the Talk to Tim. Like that. Talk to um, Tim Real. He does his code games yeah, on Twitch. Yeah, know a lot yeah, about that. Um, but it's just a question of timing. So I'm like, okay, after the French, I'll figure that out. But yeah, May 20th, we are at Kobe, at uh, Carlingwood, uh, doing the Dark and Dirty show. Yep. And actually, May 27th, Sophie Hayes is starting a new, uh, what hopefully will be a monthly show at Kobe. Yeah, I just saw uh, that. Called a few uh, weeks ago. Food Court Gestures. I yeah, is yeah. The name. is kind of. Yeah. The poster uh, just went up a uh, mall thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's May 27th.
0: Cool, yeah, well, I'll try and check out one or both of them. We'll see, uh, I don't know what my schedule is like, I'd have to check, but it, yeah. it sounds like a blast.
1: Yeah, so both are Friday nights. Uh, so yeah, the um, Victoria Day weekend, we're doing the May 20th, and then May 22nd, the Sunday night at Yuck Yucks.
0: Cool, yeah, it's oh, nice yeah. to see you have like a lineup of I, shows I mean, again. I mean,
1: yeah, It's. I'm like, all right, I, I actually have enough shows to do a, a, a little graphic promoting it, because when it's one show, it's like, It's kind of a (laughs) a little Um, bit sad
0: when it's just a single one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Here's my shows for April. (laughs) (laughs) One show for April.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of dark and dirty, this isn't dirty, but uh, it's actually a question from my fiancee, Kelly. She's been giving me some good ones. I always get one good one from her recently. Uh, But we were both kind of like, is that a little dark? And I was like, "Ah, Michael won't care. But she wanted to know... Uh maybe just one but you can give like 3 if you want places that you would really love to go travel and see but that you don't think realistically you'll be able to due to inaccessibility issues um, like the pyramids or what? Have Mount you, you know?
1: Everest seems like a bad idea. <laughs> right, shoot for uh, the stars. Jeez. Mount Everest seems like <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. Uh,
0: no, li- okay. Well, let's let's keep um, it a little more in the realm of like ones that are maybe please, like you're like ah, it might work, but I'm I, I don't feel confident enough because Mount Everest, uh, I, I I wouldn't be able to make it up there either. <laughs> I, uh,
1: yeah, I, I I I think I'm probably not alone in that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, the pyramids. Uh, so actually I was in Mexico and I went to the uh, Mayan ruins, the smaller oh, cool. pyramid, like the
0: Aztec stuff and all that, yeah, yeah,
1: the, um, so there's two pyramids. There's the big one and the smaller one. Um, so some people did walk up. Uh, obviously I didn't cause I'd probably still be there trying to come down. <laughs> um, it, you guys uh, forgot me. Yeah. So, I mean, there are there, like, I do travel <laughs> and some things I don't necessarily do um so like for example um in my younger days uh, when i was more mobile i actually did a tour of havana oh cool um so i went to veradero
0: cigar shop and then and we stuff.
1: went on a havana tour so I guess it's a funny thing i guess i'm influenced by cnn you don't realize how much history and culture there is in cuba because yep. all i knew was castro and, Communism. uh, cigars, yeah. right? but there's actually a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so, I mean, there was stuff that well, people think I of shake tired, of Era as well. That's yeah. another one that comes to, to it, mind if I got tired walking. So I, I kind of, there was one, um, so there was a museum we were at that the elevator was broken, so I didn't walk up the stairs. Uh, and I just waited for them at the bottom. And then they, I remember these two Cuban girls come up to me and start talking to me in Spanish and I guess the blanks, the pale skin and the blank stare, they switched to English really quick <laughs> and they're like, Oh, do, do you need Like, are you lost? Do you need, and they were being very nice. And if I want, like they can show me around and oh. I'm like, uh, no, it's okay. I'm waiting for my group to come down. Uh, and then there was, um, actually the bar where Hemingway used to uh, go. Uh, so that that I was too tired to walk, so I waited on the bus, which kind of sucked because that would have been cool. To yeah, see that sounds pretty. Epic. Where Hemingway was, um, so a lot of places. So I do travel; it just takes a little more um, thought and Organizing planning. And stuff. Into, yeah. Uh, Europe might be a little bit challenging because I feel a lot of the cities. Probably Very small
0: and narrow, and
1: and older streets, and I don't know yeah, how yeah. accessible they'll be. Well,
0: they want to preserve a lot of the the old cobblestone streets and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And you know what?
1: I always laugh when people say, "Well, it's historical sites." Okay, but you know, it'd be cool if a person in a wheelchair could also see historical <laughs> exactly. sites. So, could we maybe try and make it a little bit keep that old feel with maybe do a little cutout on the old street to get. <laughs> Uh, but I think
0: the people that have been dead for 400 years will understand. I, yeah. I,
1: I, I think it's safe <laughs> to say that I'm not going to take a, a canal ride in Venice, like those boat rides. I'm, fair, I'm, fair, I'm, yeah. I'm, right. I'm not sure how that would work. Um, or going surfing or something. I, I
2: bet you could go to the Nordic countries because... You know, from a social perspective, you know, Sweden, Denmark, all those places are very progressive, Well, more so than just about any place else on the yeah. planet. So if there's a place that's really thought about accessibility, but you'd have a lot of luck in the yeah, Nord- that's Nordic probably countries. probably true.
0: Yeah. I-, I thought you were going to make a joke about like the sled dogs or something. Well, <laughs>
2: so
1: here's a fun fact. In Denmark, they actually have a program called Sex Regardless of Ability, where they, the government actually pays for sex workers to go satisfy. So why haven't you moved disability. there? <laughs> well, so the, You laugh, but that's actually one of my jokes that I, uh, when I first heard it, I thought that's terrible. So a person with a disability not be able to have a loving and caring relationship. And then I thought about it with my other head and I'm like, I was born <laughs> in the wrong country. Um, I'm waiting for jug meat to get on that. Like forget national dental care. Yeah, before I forget, I actually want to say, because
0: we were talking about Everest, there was, I remember my kids telling me uh, three years ago or something, they go to school in Barhaven, and they had a speaker come, and he was a guy who had no legs and no arms, and he had climbed Everest somehow. Or maybe he had one arm or something like that, but he was,
1: you know, basically a
0: torso and a head. Is his name? uh,
1: I can't remember his name. His name's Nick.
0: It might be. It was was a man for sure. It's with a V. No,
1: no, I I've, actually, no, no I, I've actually heard the story. So there is someone who did climb.
2: Yeah, so Mount you never know.
1: So I guess if I put a team together, I'll be honest, mountain climbing is, because I, I used to know a guy who does uh, skiing lessons yeah. for people with disabilities. And he's like, we could get you downhill skiing. And I guess it's just all this stuff takes a little bit more planning and coordination. Yeah. So if I guess if I wanted to do it, I would find a way.
0: Um, but if it's not something you're inclined to do in the first place, like, because exactly. I, I mean, I, I don't have the same disabilities as you to deal with. And I still don't really have a huge urge to go skiing or climb. About to, I uh, <laughs> You know, I hate it, the cold. Like, I, uh.
1: I, when I had back surgery, I remember the doctor came around after and he goes, uh, and it was a joke that my dad had heard on the radio. So I figured I'm going to try it on the doctor. And he goes, uh, I go, would I be able to go skiing? He goes, well, obviously not right away, but eventually I, I don't see why not. I go, really? I couldn't ski before. Uh, <laughs> and he, he paused and he's like, okay, this is a joke and inside laughing. Yeah.
0: Um, but, um, is that something that I can only imagine it has got to be a fun thing to be able to mess with people a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Because people tiptoe, like we were saying around this, the kind of things that make them feel uncomfortable and you can just push all those buttons.
1: <laughs> oh, I love doing that. I do that. Like when, the, I, when I tell people I do stand-up comedy, I'm like, yeah, me standing up, hilarious. <laughs> and they're like, Am I supposed to laugh? Yeah. Uh, but like going back to the traveling, so I actually went uh, in twenty nineteen to a resort in the Dominican Republic, and with the wheelchair, and I took the wheelchair down, and it it was great. It was everywhere in the resort. It, it's and I there were certain places that were a little bit more difficult. Well, the to The beach, navigate. I
0: imagine, is not. Easy. going
1: on the beach i know you fuck up your chair i went down sand. to the beach a bit like i went down to a path just to walk. Yeah. i mean i'm not a big beach or water person so i mean i saw the beach and yeah. saw the ocean and that was enough you had to for hear me. the waves and all that yeah. but um but like uh or like you go uh to the patio overlooking the beach um that was sufficient for me but um um, I mean, there are wheelchairs you can go on the beach and I think the resort actually had one. Uh, but again, hmm. if it's not something you're that into or so they do about, have
0: that, they're like all terrain wheelchairs that are like, yeah, there
1: are beach wheelchairs with bigger tires or like stuff. even like ones that
0: can go through the forest trails. I, I, and I don't, I don't
1: know that I would take this chair on it. Cause I, like you say, yeah. I'd be worried about Sand screwing the, up the components. mechanism, Yeah, but, um, it was interesting. So going, I, and this is one of the things they talk about in the show that the wheelchair, um, there's something wrong when I had an easier time figuring out transportation for the wheelchair in the Dominican Republic, which I don't speak the language. like, like there's a language barrier and presumably they're a developing country. yeah, than I did in Montreal. So so here's the thing. Oh, wow. the, the flight for the resort, if you flew from Ottawa, you went through Montreal. But the planes they use Ottawa, Montreal are too small to fit the chair. Oh, so shit. I'm like, okay, I, I I just I took the train into Montreal, stayed overnight, and then got. Well, this up is what you mean about flew out of there's Montreal. always more preparation. There's steps, more preparation, yeah. and it's weird that the Montreal, like I remember, there was a super small cab, and they're like, well, just turn it, and I'm like, okay, but I can turn as much like. F- Basic laws of physics that say that if or, the wheelchair is larger than the space, I can turn it like, not not wall and then they're like, well, wait, let me take out the seat. I'm like, yeah, that would be a good idea. So the, that's what's weird about like Montreal, Canadian cities going to Canadian cities. Like in my mind, in 2022, I should be able to go to any Canadian city yeah. and get a cab from the airport today, an accessible taxi, from the airport to um, um, uh, my hotel. We should have no figured part. it out. Yeah. Dominican Republic. I figured out there's um, a company and granted it was an old white van with an old lift, but the re- it was old, but it functioned. Yeah. They still had a way And to I was able to get and then, like I got off the plane. A guy who spoke English stayed with me till I got to the guy who took me to the resort and at the resort caught off and there was a ramp. That ramp was a little steep but then I found another way in the back where you could get into the lobby. So you find a way to be able to navigate around the resort. And what I tell people is it's the same thing here in Ottawa. Like if I go downtown Ottawa, I know that I prefer that side of the street to this side because this side has a pothole Mm. and it's harder to navigate why they don't fix the pothole that's a separate issue (laughs) Um, well that's yeah all over the city it's been like at some point over hey i'm like hey the pothole's still there i'm good um i haven't been downtown for two years you figure at some point they would have fixed it but anyway separate issue um
0: good way to orient yourself at least
1: so yeah I, i i think that goes anywhere so i I think there's probably some older cities that maybe would be a little bit difficult.
0: Clearly we still have a lot of work to do, you know, a lot of cities, not just Canada, So here's
1: what I would say. If I show up at the airport and ask for wheelchair accessible taxi vehicle and they tell me, let me see if the bus is available, that's probably not the best (laughs) accessibility, maybe spring for a a couple more. Um, well, like, I I know I've showed up in Calgary or Vancouver, and by the time I open my mouth to the guy doing the cab, he's already gone, I've called a cab for you. Oh, nice. They'll be here soon. Uh, that's what it should be. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying every cab should be accessible. That's not practical, it's expensive. But there should be more than Abbas. Yeah. Or... um.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're being a diva here. Or like-
1: uh, Barry. And I know Darren Frost... Told you the story when you had him on the show of me going to a show in barry yeah barry has one accessible taxi with one driver oh wow and then the rest is for their equivalent of paratranspo. but here's the weird thing so paratranspo, when you go to another city you have to get paratranspo to fill in a form to get so it's a whole process to be able Lord. i'm like i'm not going to go through that much trouble for a two-day visit
0: well and all these things in, at least, in my opinion, take away from what a vacation is supposed to be, which is a relaxing experience. And if you're just all these th- forms you got to fill out, and should it become it's stressful? Uh,
1: I mean, I mean, like you need six weeks to be noticed to be able to get. Like honestly, that's crazy. Look at like, okay, I realize for the people in audio, if I'm sitting in a wheelchair, like I get the fact that some disabilities are not visible. Like, I'm in a wheelchair. Like well, honestly, and you're not just in, like, a
0: Professor a, X's basic wheelchair, either. You're in, like, a, a, a power hole, like, a rig. A souped-up wheelchair. Yeah, you can go up and down and all that crazy shit.
1: If, like, if the driver in this city can't figure out that I belong on the adaptive transportation, he probably should not be driving a vehicle. Because <laughs> yeah, really? something's wrong with his perception. Yeah. Um, that's a Some new might joke. Say okay, I can go in no. the show. <laughs> but, uh, hey, 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 Michael. Yep.
2: This is interesting to me because uh, I've been in several conversations over the years, you know, about what society should do for all the various factions in society who have special needs of one sort or another. And it's the tricky part when I think about it is this navigating a, between how much you can actually accomplish. Like it, the, the example we used to use was if you take the city of Ottawa. And you say, you have someone who says, well, everything should be accessible everywhere. And you say, well, if we were to go to every sidewalk corner all throughout the entire city and revamp them, it would be a horrible cost that, that would eliminate the budget probably for, for a year or two. Um, versus you recognize that this is the right thing to do. So any work ever done on a corner and any new corner made. Would absolutely should, should become accessible. and Yeah, it, moving the, forward, yeah. Yeah, and the taxi thing uh, is interesting too, Barrie having only one. So sure, Barrie's a good-sized city, should definitely have more. Yeah. But it gets to that question around what is the, ba- the, the right balance point between doing the right thing for people with disabilities versus doing the right thing for budgetary or mm. off against other needs in the city and, and all that kind of stuff. Because you get into a, a small city, like you get to a village, say, Say something of five thousand people. They might only have one taxi in town. Is it reasonable to expect that that taxi should be accessible? Yeah. And you go well. There's only five thousand people. It's so, and you go. You always feel for the person with the yeah. disability, but how
0: yeah. To how expect do you expect a complete overhaul of everything immediately is unreasonable, of course.
1: So, so here's what, my answer to that question. Okay. Try. Yeah. Make an effort. Get started, and I'll give you an example. So. Um I think it was 20, 2011. the city VP rep- redid all of Bank Street. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So um when a, when, there's a comic Alan Shane who used to do comedy. I don't think he does anymore. I haven't talked to him for a while. But he had commented and he's absolutely right. When you redid Bank Street, if you had Because supposedly we have a city planning department, (laughs) supposedly. It doesn't always show, but apparently there is a planning department. If you had the thought to say, while we're building, could we maybe build the sidewalk on a slight slope so we take away all those single-step entries to businesses? Is that a possibility? A little bit of extra
0: cement. Like, Could we do that?
1: And and while, because to your point, um and I'm sorry I was going to say Oliver's dad cuz I forgot your first name. Oh, it's Brian. <laughs> Brian, oh, thank you. I knew that. Okay.
0: I call him my dad on this show like uh, all the time. Okay. I should probably call you by your so, name. So,
1: Oliver's dad. Yeah. Um the, to your point, there's as we're planning things, consider the dis- the impact on people with disabilities yeah. and how can we accommodate that? So, if we if you could spend millions of dollars renovating something, could you spend an extra hundred bucks <laughs> on yeah, yeah, some, some that to do a wrap? But I do recognize there's a cost. And like, I know
0: they were probably like, Oh, well instead it's much cheaper for us to paint these pride walkways. And then we're checking one minority group box. I, Cause that's around the time I think they did that. And, so, and, it's, which not, is great too, and it's
1: not to say that we shouldn't have, uh representation for other groups and that, that Oh, i'm just saying they might have gone with that because that
0: was the cheaper yeah. option and they're like oh just a bit of paint and uh, we look like we're progressive and, mm-hmm.
1: and that you know. is right and and, and there, there is
0: some truth so, to that. so i think <laughs> there is
1: a um there's definitely a balance to have between cost and it so for example and i think sometimes the problem with government legislation Is we go for the gold standard, Mm. and then everyone says, "Okay, we can't possibly afford the gold standard, so we're going to do nothing."
0: (laughs) Um, Why is that? Extremes. And
1: what I'm saying is, let's try. You're doing an event. How could we make it accessible? So maybe, and I, I know there's people with disabilities who don't agree with me, and they're everything should be accessible. But I, I I'm the accountant and business owner who knows it's not necessarily practical to do that. And then like I know before you mentioned Live on Algin. And I've had conversations with Live on Algin and know they're not accessible. But the reality of the matter is it will probably cost six figures they just to, can't to, it, yeah. to make it accessible and put in an elevator. Well, and the other and,
0: reality is, is if we were such a progressive society that we were considering everyone's needs all the time, there wouldn't be any homeless people. There wouldn't be billionaires like Elon Musk and then, you know, swaths of people who can't even eat food. Like, yeah. So we clearly don't have it figured out. It, uh, so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: And the reality is if, if they were to put in an elevator, probably no one would go to live in Elgin cause they'd go under. So mm. I, I think there's a role to play for government. I, I think the problem is government comes out with legislation saying thou shalt be accessible yeah. without actually considering the cost involved.
0: Uh, that's why I think someone like you is important because you're not just the person with a disability or disabled person, however you prefer, saying, oh, everything should be, let, let's change it all right now. You have a, a more reasonable grasp on the fact that that's not really, you know, reasonable.
1: The the, the reality is we spent years putting no money into, into making things accessible. So let's start a portion of the infrastructure budget each year. Goes towards making cities more accessible because those little things will add up over time. And, and to Brian's yeah. point, as we every time we're doing a, a street corner, we'll, we'll, well, while we're and I think they actually did it on Elgin because if you notice when Yuck Yuck's V after Elgin construction was finished, the step on Yuck Yucks to get into Yuck Yucks was gone. Yeah. So they elevate the side, So they finally caught on to Somebody, oh wait yeah. we could maybe address because the The single steps is what bothers me. If it's a flight of stairs, I get it's expensive. No, but, but what you're saying step, that should be
0: made into like legislation or something. It should be a bill they pass saying all new sidewalk, uh, you know, upheavals. Whenever we're going to redo an area, we're going to put these slants going up to the doorways because it's not going to cost a lot. And if we make it a law, it's it, you can't make a sidewalk unless you do it like this. You know? it, uh, it's a little bit extra cement. Like I can't imagine it would be yeah you know, break and, the bank.
1: And it's how can so I think it's over time. We're going to get there. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to be patient. I think the reality is because nothing was done for so long, it's hard to be patient, right?
0: Um, yeah, it's easy to be frustrated, but,
1: but let's make an effort. So we talked about taxis. I believe if I'm not mistaken, the AODA says all taxis should be accessible. I think that's ridiculous because here's the reality. It can cost anywhere from 15 to $30,000. To make a taxi
0: accessible. Yeah. Um, to retrofit it or whatever. Yeah. And
1: do we need all taxis accessible? Probably not, but you do need a certain percentage accessible. Yep. The problem is so in Quebec, at least when I was living there, this government, the SAQ sorry, SAAQ. is uh, the liquor store. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I always mix those two up. The SAAQ. Very different. Société d'automobile d'Acherance de Québec.
0: Yeah.
1: They have a program where they will, every five years, if you, they will pay to adapt your car. So like my car was adapted, paid for for the government. So I buy the car and they pay for the equipment. Okay. Um, They also pay to adapt taxis. That to me makes sense because the flip side is what is the incentive to a taxi driver who's already incurring costs?
0: If he has to pay for that. If
1: he has to pay to adapt it, is he going to make the money back? And then what ends up happening is this place, is. I once paid 40 bucks to go from the train station to my hotel two blocks away in Toronto. Why? Because the driver's trying to recoup the cost of the, Mm. so the city should be, so, and I'll give you an example. The Not ci- to put them in
0: that position in the first place. Yeah. yeah. City
1: of Ottawa, because I've talked to cab drivers and they're like, honestly, I can't afford, I'm paying my license, my fee, and min fee, the taxi permit, and then I have to pay on top of it for the equipment. It's expensive. So my solution, so the city of Ottawa actually has an accessibility fund. So basically uh, Uber and uh, Lyft drivers pay a tax on their fees because they're not accessible. Mm. So because they can't offer accessible rides, they have to pay a tax. Yeah. That tax then goes into a pool of money to pay um, to pay for adaptations, or more accessible transportation is the answer that we say all taxi drivers pay a certain tax. In order to create a pool of money that then for anyone who wants we will pay to it yeah that may be an answer but it's a matter of getting creative with solutions and do something try
0: yeah, have those discussions have more than least.
1: one driver <laughs> to drive an adapt yeah. <laughs> who can drive the <laughs> adapted taxi because let me tell you when he's off work
0: he's got COVID for three weeks what do something. i do yeah right yeah you're fucked yeah
1: we're sorry you cannot visit barry this week because (laughs) the driver went on his honeymoon (laughs) come back next week yeah that's Um, a little bogus yeah so i think there's um but yeah i i don't expect everything to be perfect tomorrow as long as you see the effort, but let's look at it
0: yeah I, i agree with that completely i just want to check the time oh shit we're already at 10 to 2 jesus um and it's funny because before we're in like a a bill or a room in michael's building which is like uh you know anyone can rent this room uh meeting room exactly and i said we should lock the door and sure enough there was a lady who tried to fucking come in here (laughs) she looked in kind of like this and then she went for the handle i'm thinking what are you doing like are you just gonna come interrupt Uh, (laughs) anyways um so yeah i have a a few fun questions sure we'll try and power through because we don't have a lot of time left unfortunately but um Cause our parking we got for only 10 minutes shit uh, um what's a ba- what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten i thought this was a fun question and maybe you've never eaten anything weird i don't know but
1: um vabbit and snake so when i was in uh Ugh. cuba they had a buffet of different types of meat
0: i know they eat guinea pig down there
1: um it was different i i didn't watch i don't know that i would do it again <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of people use
0: rabbit. That's more common than snake for sure.
1: Uh, But yeah, it was just a buffet of different kinds of meat. That's
0: pretty out there. I Uh, think my dad's tried snake at one point too in Texas or something like that. All right. Well, that was a good rapid fire one then. Um, Do you have any tattoos?
1: uh, I have on my spare artificial leg. So my swimming leg.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that counts.
1: I call it tattoos. I don't know if that uh, no pain it doesn't count. It th- okay. Would you ever
0: get a, an actual tattoo, and if so, what would you want it to be of?
1: I don't think I would. No. I think I think I, I'll be honest, I've had so much surgery and needles and stuff. Fair, fair. Like why get another needle yeah, stuck that's in there? Right? Um, no, I get it. But uh, I I was pretty proud of the ones on my arm. So the swimming leg has a uh, Canadian maple leaf all the way down cool Um, yeah I'm like okay let's be patriotic so they were redoing the leg and they were they're like once we have to select you want to put because they they, so it's actually meant for kids so for kids to get used to having their artificial leg and make it a little more fun they'll do like different cartoons and stuff
0: yeah yeah that's awesome and this is a swimming leg you said
1: Uh, so it's a waterproof leg but I use it I'm actually wearing it now Uh, uh, it's Waterproof, but it's also more lightweight. So, like for around the house. Yeah, you wouldn't
0: want it to be like too one. buoyant in the pool. That's all I was thinking, though. And, uh, like the one leg floating up all the time. I, uh, you don't
2: want it to be too heavy either. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. <And> angry, no. <laughs> I'd rather buoyant than lead. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
1: See, it's better that I don't <laughs> go in the pool because I'm the idiot who would take off the leg and just let it float to freak <laughs> people out. That's my sense of humor. Oh, just that's to freak would... people out. Oh, yeah, that's yeah awesome. exactly
0: put a little, like, ketchup on it or something just to make it extra gruesome.
1: I uh, I thought of doing that. We, we were <laughs> it's on a school trip and we wanted to put my leg in the door and with ketchup packets on the side and start slamming it and start me yelling, my leg, my leg. <laughs> um, but we were the room across from the vice principal. Oh, the So then. we're like, yeah, well, maybe we won't do that.
0: Um, yeah, we really do got to wrap it up. I'm just realizing because uh, we still have to pack everything up oh, and get out to the parking. Sure. But... Um, if, did you have a question or do you want to ask what we were talking about in the car or no? No, no, no. I was, <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you thought it was cool <laughs> as a kid that other kids couldn't write the word shit because it would be bad, but you were required to just as part of your last name. Did you ever get a kick out of that as I, a
1: kid? Uh, I, so my name's actually been censored on places. Oh, like really? I once was doing sh- sh- uh, Yahoo chat and I put my name with something myself. I use Yahoo Messenger. Yahoo chat. But oh, uh, I put my name. Uh, ask Jesus. I wrote my name, shit. And it actually appeared on the screen as L I F, And then, like, star, uh, star, star, yeah. Zed. I'm like, oh, God. Man, uh, but that's yeah. hilarious.
0: Sorry, you did have a question, though, or no? No? Okay, nothing. So, well, then we'll ask you the season three question I've been asking everyone, which is, uh, what if you weren't doing what you do for a living now, what would sort of be your dream job? And if you don't have one, or if you want to answer both, uh, what would, what did you really want to be when you were growing up as a child?
1: Uh, so the dream job would be a center for the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> or any position for the Montreal Canadiens. Fair. Oh, yeah, it's true. You love uh, the Canadians. Growing up in Montreal, I'm a diehard Canadian, so playing for the Montreal Canadiens. I saw you
0: posting about Guy Lafleur Lef- uh, the other yeah, day too, yeah. That,
1: that was probably... Uh, although the way they played this year, I feel could I really be that much worse, but um, <laughs> uh, I love because if not, I'll cry. Uh, no, but uh, I think that part, the boat probably sailed on that so like i said i'm an accountant yeah uh when i sell my when i sell or close my business probably then i'll pursue more artistic ventures continue with the comedy the writing that's kind of my retirement plan uh but yeah i uh when i was a kid i actually wanted to be an accountant really yeah i I love numbers (laughs) i love playing with numbers uh, Interesting. Most kids I would not. Then, then I became account. an accountant. Well, first was playing for the Canadians. Oh, well, uh, fair, yeah. But accounting, playing with numbers was probably a more realistic goal. For someone with mobility challenges, probably a good call. Yeah.
2: I uh, should get you to do my taxes. I know. Cause then <laughs> I had to a, pay this year and that th- sucked.
1: Then once I became an accountant, I'm like, yeah, now I, I, when I was a kid, one of my friends, his dad was an accountant and he was like really discouraging me like well, you no know, you don't want to be an accountant I'm like what no it looks like fun once I became an accountant and started working in it I'm like
0: okay, I get it I now. get it
1: now <laughs> I get it now uh, what's it,
0: like everyone tries to bug you to help them with their taxes and shit like that
1: that and also is uh, let me tell you comedy is a lot more fun than accounting <laughs>
0: um, well I, uh, I imagine it's, it's uh, true in spades
1: I, I mean having your own business I think I, I like accounting better because when you're accounting for your own money uh, it's a lot more entertaining and interesting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, pertains I, to your shit. I get it. I, 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 I think this will be the last accounting job I have, and like I, I don't do. I'm down to me and my mom for personal taxes, it's just because my mom has the you whole to cut people off. The whole uh, I gave birth to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can to kind on, of lord that over you to play. until so, the
0: end of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I I feel like it's a fair trade off.
0: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Well, thanks for doing this. It was super fun hanging out with you and uh, hopefully we'll do it again and I'll try and catch some of your shows coming up. Definitely the Fringe thing. Where is the Fringe Festival held? So the
1: Fringe is, uh, the main Fringe is at Arts Court on Daly Street. But my show, it debuted June 17th and it's going to be at the Lab O. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you I don't know the, the links. That yeah, you can I can in copy it all in the YouTube description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so it's at the Labo. I'd love uh, to come to some of the, the recording. too. The department at University of uh, Ottawa. Okay, right so, yeah. on. Because so, uh, all the venues are kind of around Arts Court, University of Ottawa, that area, down in the market.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I would love to come to see the recording ones at the very end because then you'll be all warmed up from doing a bunch of shows. and They go let, get the in practice in. and Yeah, yeah.
1: So Man, basically what Oliver is saying is we want to make sure you got your shit together before <laughs> I waste my time coming to see it.
0: I just think live album recordings are cool too. Do you have yeah. a name for that album in mind or no?
1: So I think I'm going to go with this piece from the show. Okay, okay. I wasn't oh, sure. Just kind of a live recording of the show. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the plan is, So I'm sure you have friends who always say, oh, Michael, I really want to come see you perform. So my plan is I'm going to put it out on streaming platforms and be like, okay
0: guys you have no excuse
1: <laughs> i've done all i can <laughs> like yeah. it's it's out there you can watch it because that was the thing when we were doing collaborative online i'm like guys literally you can wash it from your house you could be taking a shit <laughs> if you position your camera well you don't even have to put on pants um so yeah i, I the plan is to get the album out there sometime at the end of the year nice
0: uh, oh, I look forward to it, man. Awesome. And thank you uh, for, thank being you for having me. High five. I know they a little far. From home. Uh, there we go. It was a lame high five, but there's only so much we can do. It's a there different table than we're used to. Anyways, thanks for uh, checking it out. Thanks Bye-bye, a Bye bye, everybody.